This is Advanced Autonomy, I'm Luke Renner. My guest today is Raymond Wang. Raymond is the Chief Executive Officer of Greenland Technologies, which develops clean and sustainable machinery and technologies for the global industrial market. He joined the company in 2019 as CEO, when Greenland went public on the NASDAQ as GTech. Prior to joining Greenland, he has led roles in finance, third-party logistics, and emerging tech. Raymond is a graduate of Rutgers University and is based in New Jersey. He joins us today as a representative of Greenland, which recently announced a partnership with Sinjin to bring autonomous capabilities to their industrial vehicle fleet. Hi, Raymond. Welcome to the show. Hello, Luke. It's a pleasure to be here. So tell me a little bit about Greenland. How long have you guys been in business? What do you build? Absolutely. So Greenland Technologies, we actually started in 2006 by manufacturing drivetrains and transmissions for the material handling market. And we've been extremely successful over the years to the point where we actually became the market leader in our space. Uh, we serve clients such as Toyota, Lindy, BYD, Hansa, just to name a few. And in 2019, we decided to continue to evolve the business and created a brand new division called Greenland Machinery that was focused on providing clean and sustainable alternatives to the industrial vehicle market, which is entirely dominated by heavy emission diesel systems. And you're talking about electric industrial vehicles, is that right? That's right. These aren't the vehicles like that are one ton in total vehicle weight that you might see in front of a Home Depot. These are true uh, industrial sized vehicles well suited for actual commercial and industrial applications. Um, our flagship vehicle that we launched is the GEL 1800. This is a 1.8 ton rated load lithium powered all electric wheeled front loader. This vehicle is about 14,000 pounds, and it can run for nine hours with enough power to get the job done. I think a lot of our listeners would be surprised to learn that the transition to electrification and the rise of electric industrial vehicles more broadly is just happening now. So tell me a little bit about the opportunity that electric vehicles represent. In the uh, electric, uh, I'm sorry, in the excavation and front loader industries, those actually represent about $80 billion in uh, market value today <clears throat> at the global scale. And there is no electric alternative in this space today. And this is a solution that we're excited to provide to the world, not just to pioneer the trend of electrification in this space, but also be able to deliver value to not just our shareholders and our partners, but also our clients and to society as a whole to provide sustainable options to start the trend moving towards cleaner options. Totally. And, you know, I think it's very clear that when you know, a company makes the transition to electric vehicles, they are making an investment in an in, in environmentally sustainable future. But of course, that isn't the only benefit to making that transition. So as you started working with your customers and end users, what other benefits have started to accrue to them by making this investment in electric industrial vehicles? So by going electric, this offers the user a significant amount of advantages that aren't available for uh, diesel systems today. One of them 
is zero operating emissions. So if you're utilizing heavy equipment in indoor settings, particularly, Mm -hmm. let's say for uh, a barn raising livestock or for uh, silos holding materials such as uh, dirt or salt uh, for snow removal or things Mm -hmm. of that nature, it's actually very hazardous to the operator and that local environment by producing heavy emission systems in this closed setting. And then you'll get a significantly poor air quality that can harm the folks around it. So by producing zero emissions, it makes it perfect for these indoor on-site applications, which Mm -hmm. makes it much safer for the operators in this industry. And that's just one benefit. There's also electric vehicles produce over 60% less sound than their diesel alternatives. So this makes it perfect for operation in sensitive areas such as urban settings, near hospitals, schools, Mm -hmm. things of that nature. Even further is the simplicity for use. So let's say you are operating on-site in a remote area such as in a farm, in a farm or at a mine or some area that's very difficult to be able to procure uh, diesel onto your site. You have to procure it, transport it, store it just to keep your machinery going. Mm -hmm. But with electric vehicles, all you have to do is install a smart charger where there's so many government incentives to make that easier to adapt. And once you have that um, infrastructure on your site, then Mm -hmm. the vehicles are plug and play. So you use the vehicle as you need to, and then once you're done, you plug it in, and it's ready to go the next time in two hours. And then the last piece as well is just the ease and reduced amount of maintenance that's required with an electric vehicle because it's not a combustion system. So you don't have to worry about filters, belts, spark plugs, things of this nature Mm -hmm. that add up, especially in the industrial vehicle market. So these savings then add to the benefits for that end user to make sense, not just from an environmental standpoint, not just from an operational standpoint, but also from a bottom line standpoint. You mentioned that electrification enables the indoor use of these vehicles. So is that to imply that they're just using diesel inside anyway and and hoping for the Mm -hmm. best in terms of all of their workers breathing in the pollution? Uh, yes, unfortunately, it is uh, an issue that is taking uh, that's getting uh, greater scrutiny by both the labor department and by uh, OSHA in particular f- to make sure mm-hmm. that operator safety is still maintained in these harsh environments. So many um, new regulations are coming in that cap the amount of emissions that can be uh, housed and concentrated in these indoor environments. I want to widen the scope a little bit. Um, You know, I know you're talking to end users a lot in your business. I think the big challenges are challenges that a lot of companies are facing right now. Labor shortages, supply chain issues. Um, Are there any other challenges that you've been seeing as you've been talking to end users? Mm -hmm. One of the challenges that we were anticipating is just embracing new technology. That's one thing that as a pioneer in this space is a challenge that we need to uh, hold on our shoulders. Mm -hmm. Because especially in the heavy industrial uh, equipment market, it's been powered by diesel for over a century. I mean, the only other power that came before diesel was steam power, you know, back in the 1900s. So we anticipated uh, a challenge for folks to embrace the change. 
But one thing that we've been very pleasantly surprised is that we've uh, received a significant amount of openness towards embracing newer technologies. Mm-hmm. Going electric, they're open to the idea, but still, as part of this effort, we need to showcase that this new technology, this electric vehicle, does still have the power to get the job done that their diesel systems are doing today. So this is why it's very important for us here at Greenland to provide as many opportunities to our uh, prospects and to our clients to get behind the wheel operate the vehicles, move some material for them to get a good sense of what it can do. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think I think we have been seeing that a lot in our business too, where we have been doing a lot of demos showing off this autonomous vehicle technology. People really kind of want to take it for a spin and kick the tires and make sure that it's going to work smoothly with their business. Because, you know, in the case of autonomous vehicle technology and Sinjin, it's a little bit more complex. I think the change management needs to be a little bit, um, you know, you have to be very thoughtful in order to shift that company culture over something that drives itself. Um, But I imagine those kinds of challenges you're seeing in your business as well, because anytime you introduce something new, you know, it's new SOPs, it's new protocols, uh, and it's a new way of doing business. And all of those things require the buy-in from leadership and managers in order to make that change as smooth as possible, right? Yes, absolutely. And it's also, especially in the autonomous work for on-site applications such as warehousing that Sinjin is doing, I think it's so critical right now in um, the environment the global environment that we're currently in, where folks Mm -hmm. are just demanding um, next day logistics for a product that they buy to arrive at the door, in some cases, same day as well. And right Mm -hmm. now, essentially, the demand for efficient logistics continues to go up like this. But the labor market is actually still coming down to be able to support that. Sorry, I can't do the hands on camera. But essentially, the demand for logistics continues to rise and outpace the labor that is a backbone to support it, which is why I see uh, the autonomous solutions being developed by Sinjin and others to be so critical and needed. And I think for Mm -hmm. logistic companies to succeed and tomorrow are going to be the ones that embrace and begin to adapt that technology. As you know, last month, Sinjin and Greenland announced a partnership to bring autonomous vehicle technologies to forklifts and the other vehicles in your portfolio. So what can you tell us about that partnership and why why did you seek out an autonomous vehicle technology provider like Sinjin? Oh, I am so excited for our partnership together with, with Sinjin. Um, I've spoken with the team many times and I am just blown away uh, by the technology that Sinjin has been able to develop. And I'm extremely optimistic about the future applications. And especially with our electric platforms for our vehicles, from our lithium-powered forklifts to the front loaders and excavators, the opportunities are just abundant on what we can do together. So I was very excited to partner together uh, to be able to provide new 
and um, innovative solutions for our clientele, which I think will build value for both our companies and our shareholders as well. Because just as I mentioned before, especially for uh, on-site warehouse applications or manufacturing applications, it's an inevitability. Folks to survive in the future environment need to begin to embrace autonomous solutions today just to be able to meet that demand. Uh, I don't see the labor market just, you know, flicking overnight and just, you know, doubling to meet that demand. So these systems are a requirement for the future, and we need to begin to explore them now to be able to provide them to potential clientele to adopt. So I'm super excited from that standpoint alone, even just for the current market. But now from a future standpoint, what really makes me excited is for autonomous systems for our loaders, our excavators, and even future industrial equipment. Because this is an application, this is a system and technology that doesn't exist today at all. Mm -hmm. No one has a solution for it. The closest would be Caterpillar's remote operation for mining, which is great technology, but I think we can take it even a step further to be able to autonomate um, tasks today that are very challenging to perform because it's very difficult to find the labor to perform it. Uh, even a simple task such as operating a front loader to grab salt from a silo and put it into a dump mm-hmm. truck for snow removal needs. This is a rather simple task, but um, municipalities and government agencies and waste management centers are, or transportation departments are having trouble finding the drivers to perform this task. But it's an on-site task that's very simple to develop a solution, especially with our electric loader uh, equipment that we can automate and provide for the future. And I think that is going to truly disrupt the industry, but also help to meet the needs and demands for um, the operators in this space that are having trouble, Mm -hmm. they're lagging behind right now today. Even tasks as simple as waste removal, where we're having trouble finding the labor today just to meet the needs. You know, now Mm -hmm. we can shift people away from the yard, autonomate those situations, and put them more for retrieval, which then would, you know, Um, improve the quality of life for all of the end users. So these are changes and future opportunities that really excite me. And it wouldn't Mm -hmm. be made possible without the partnership between Greenland and Sinjin. So I'm very excited for the future and uh, what opportunities will present themselves. Uh, You know, we kind of talked through the benefits that electrification will provide to end users. Um, But I was wondering if you could just widen the scope a little bit and talk about how shifting away from diesel-powered vehicles more broadly, what impact that's going to have kind of on our environment and and the the world more broadly. The impacts of climate change and emissions into the environment and its impacts to human health is not something that can be ignored any further. And it's well accepted as fact that this is having an impact, not just from an environmental standpoint, but then also on our society's uh, health. Mm -hmm. And just uh, recently, just last year, the American Lung Association updated their state-of-the-air report and indicated that here in the U.S., 40% of Americans are impacted and living in areas uh, with um, 
poor air quality that has a material impact on their health. This is over 135 million people. And of that amount, over 25 million are children. And this is a statistic that we as Americans are looking to improve upon by adopting cleaner technologies. We are extremely proud to be leading that effort to provide these sustainable options in this space. And we are joining a crowd of many that are finding alternative and cleaner applications across the board. And this is something that as a society, we really need to improve the health and quality of life of our fellow neighbors and those around us. And it's not just here in the United States as well. This is a trend that's going on at the global scale. And it's really great to see. Yeah, I mean, I think that's totally true. But another thing that is also true is that a lot of the kind of industrial heartland of America is still creating electricity using unsustainable sources, right? So Mm -hmm. they can create coal-powered electricity and pump it into your electric vehicle. And that actually wouldn't contribute to solving the problem of climate change, would it? So in the current environment today, no. So much of our power grid and source is based off of um, combustible systems like coal and fossil fuels as well. So if we were to just wipe these off the board tomorrow, our hospitals wouldn't run. You know, a lot of the infrastructure would fail right away. It's not something that I want. However, what I do want is shifts and trend towards cleaner technology solutions. It's a journey. Mm -hmm. It's not one simple snap of the wrist, you know, one light switch and it just goes clean. It's a journey. But we need to start taking the steps towards the journey for a cleaner future tomorrow. And um, for 2021, for power generation in the United States, Uh, Mm -hmm. Over 90% of the new power plant generations being produced are actually off of renewable energy systems like solar, like wind, like hydro. And this Mm -hmm. is an important step for us to reduce our uh, future dependency on these combustible systems to a cleaner um, overall infrastructure system. And that's these steps that we need to take. It's going to be a journey. It's going to take many different steps. And everyone across the board, from power generation to uh, procurement to vehicle application and even the end user, all have Mm -hmm. to make these steps to embrace a cleaner tomorrow. The Advanced Autonomy Podcast is hosted and produced by Luke Renner and is brought to you by Sinjin. Sinjin's versatile autonomous transportation technology brings advanced self-driving capabilities and enhanced data insights to the vehicles you already own. Learn more by visiting cyngn.com.